Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, other candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 hey. What are you doing? I'm, I'm recording with you. I know, but what, how's it going? What's going on? What's well, new? It's going What's good. Kicking? Nothing. I don't know. Work. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, Cubs baseball's here. October's here. What? It's, come on. Yeah. Just boring. You're boring. I know I'm boring. Yeah. Yeah. But so I, we don't, but I don't act out. like I'm not. But we don't, like, we don't want to invite listen, you out places. Baseball is so boring. It's a bunch of dudes standing around doing nothing most of the time. It has mm. no end. There's no end to the game unless you somehow... Wait, you uh, mean that... Wait, there's no end to the game? In theory, ba- a baseball game could go on forever if you don't get out. In theory? Yeah. Uh, no, it could end in a tie. No, if but you if you don't get any outs, you're not out. You don't. You have to get. You mean the inning can go forever? Yeah, in theory. Yeah. All right. That's that's a lame game. You you're the a lame clock game. Stopping the action. You don't even know football, anyways. Of, you don't know football. You don't know. I know football. <laughs> okay, I like how you say. Oh, if there was a clock, it'd be so much better. You don't watch football. You don't. No, watch baseball, basketball. would not be improved I, by I, a clock. You don't watch uh, soccer. Oh. You don't watch anything. No, I, I watch. I watch some football. I like football. You watch football? I watch football. Okay. Uh, who's the Bears QB? Yeah, he's a rookie. Was... He's the new guy. Oh, well, they... I, I would know him because he's not. I knew Jay Cutler. Oh, okay. Okay, fine. You watch You watch football. Where's Jay Cutler now? Oh, he's gone. Yeah, I know. Where's he at now? He's like at the, uh, the mm. Indiana Patriots or something. Did you say Indiana <laughs> I Patriots? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's at the, he's the Pacers? What no, the Pacers. <laughs> No. <laughs> all right. All I'm just saying, like, baseball is just too boring. All right. Nobody cares. I'm sorry. No guys. one cares. Hey. You care. No one cares about your hammer. You know, listen. Oh, I'm, Joe, how, how are you doing? Well, how about I'm, that? I'm, I'm going to ask you how I'm you're a little, doing. I'm a little, oh. I'm a little hangry. I'm Wait. A little, I'm why a little are you hangry? hangry? We had a good I'm, lunch. We did, but that was like a long, it was like 11. That was at 11 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. and now oh, I'm starving. You know? And my wife just sent a text. Like, you're starving. Hold on. Two you're minutes. starving. Okay. Okay. You're starving. I'm Must a, be nice that you ate eight hours ago. I'm a starving one percenter. I guess that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Tell us all again about your how much you're starving. Okay, so I'm a little hungry. I'm a little peckish. Okay, so you're, you're hungry. I'm a, I'm a little peckish. Okay, so you're annoyed. Okay. You're annoyed okay. that you're no, no, hungry. No, no, I'm annoyed because my wife just sent me a text like three minutes ago that says, here, hang on, let me read it. Uh, all right, where? Here we all right, Joe's learning, she said. Joe's learning phones. Here, the, she said, um, get yourself something for dinner. The kids ate your portion. <laughs> okay. Must be nice to have kids, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, who eat my food. Well, they ate not, your not, food. They were hungry. Not, they literally eat my food. Like, I have no food. <laughs> what are we talking about? Well, we're talking, uh, we're continuing on our series uh, for Reformation 500, uh, and we're now going with uh, Sola Gracia. Sola Gratia. Sola Gratia. Sola, Sola Gratia. No, Sola Gratia. You try to say it like a weird fancy no, way. No, you it's just Sola are just that fancy. All right. So, uh, sola gratia. Uh, yep, sola gratia means grace alone. Yep, grace yep. alone. Well, don't don't act like everybody knows. Some people don't know. Oh, well, I'm sorry. You got some traditionalists listening, and they don't know about this stuff. <gasps> no, what? Joe, no. What? What I say? No. No. Porque? <laughs> I'm just playing around. Why do you poke them? Why I'm do you poke them? Pl- I'm playing around. No. Now we're gonna get tweets. No. We're and now not. we're gonna no, see we're YouTube not. videos. Oh, Follow up. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You poked, you poked the bear. Flowers is going to do a video about, hey, listen, we do know what Grace alone. I know you do, man. I'm just playing around. 
All right, I was going to so, do it for fun. So when we're talking about grace alone, right, we're continuing this idea that yeah. it's not just that um, Protestants disagreed with the Catholics that, uh, that were saved by grace. Catholics would say we're saved by grace. Yeah. We would say we're saved by grace. The word is alone, right? Just like you brought yeah. up last time, Jimmy. Um, so when we say grace alone, we're standing against something and we're standing for something. So when we say that we are saved by grace alone, uh, what are we standing against? Uh, we're, we're standing against uh, works as a mean of, means of salvation. Right. Right. And, but we're also standing then against grace plus works as a means of salvation. And I think that's really important because I think that's where uh, the Reformers had issues with right. Uh, the Roman Catholic Church, right? right. This was central. In, uh, well, maybe central is not the right word, but it was part of Catholic theology. Yeah, it's like um, like you just keep doing your best and pray that it's blessed, and then Jesus takes care of the rest. That's, uh, that's Jared Wilson, yeah. No, Jared that wasn't Wilson. Jared. That was uh, oh Keith Green. Oh, I thought that was Jared Wilson. No. Are but you sure? I'm pretty sure. Uh, that sounds like no, a Jared Wilsonism. That's, that's, that's kind of a, I mean, I know, I know, uh, and I love Keith Green, man. Uh, I like his Who stole part. it from Jared Wilson? But, but like that idea, right, that, that well, yeah, we do our part, mm-hmm. um, and our participation with the, the mercy and merits of Jesus is what ultimately lands us saved. So um, it's grace plus works is no bueno, as Jimmy would say. I'm, I'm proud yeah, of like you. That, right? I'm proud of you. That's the only, you that's caught the only, me off guard. It's the only Spanish you I know me off guard. that I can say on the microphone. Yeah, yeah. You can't say the other ones. I got called a lot of names when I was. Ah, okay. Kid. We don't need to talk about that. We don't have to talk about it that. It always so. involved my madre. That's all I can. That's all oh, I know. Stop it. That's what they would and say. So it's not just always the, on the all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, No one cares about this. No like, one cares about this. And I'm like, why? What are you saying out loud? No, I don't want you to do Don't say it. It was always bad. Stop it. Stop it. So it's not just though Catholic theology though. It's also contemporary evangelical theology today. Absolutely. I mean, listen. I mean, and how do we see that then, though? Like, if we're saying that, that, that's a pretty bold claim, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, anytime we're saying something like, hey, listen, Jesus has done 99%. Now, all the 1% is up to you, man. You just got to, now you do your part and you're in. That is a form mm. of grace plus works salvation, or it's just simply put a works-based salvation. Um a moralistic preaching we talked about uh, the previous episode, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, where yeah, where we rely on our works as a means to uh, to save, right? And right. so, it's, and the difference then is not that works, and we'll talk about this later, right? Works has its place, yeah, but not not when it comes to salvation, right? Right. So, um, you know, moralistic preaching. Uh, is is an example where it may, we may not explicitly say, do this and you'll be saved. Yeah, it's unintentional. But oftentimes. what we are saying is do this and you will live. And we're not sufficiently pointing it back to Christ or to grace. So we've already talked about that. We also see it in explicitly jacked up theology like federal vision, which, yes, we will talk about. We'll do a podcast on federal vision. We get a number of emails mm-hmm. about that. But we're not Presbyterians, and so that's primarily a Presbyterian issue. Um, that they have um, had to fight over. Um, so, we, But we'll definitely get to it, um, hopefully very soon, yeah. uh, once we get through this series and a few other things. So, yeah, it stands against uh, works as a means of salvation, grace plus works. It is standing for grace alone. What, and what do yeah. we mean by that? Uh, that salvation uh, is an undeserved gift that cannot be bought or earned. Yeah. That's good. That's, that's, that's a great way to put it. Um, so if, if we can't earn it, we can't buy it, yeah. you're not 
born into it. It's just simply offered. Like, where do we see it's just this? just given. Well, we see it at Christmas. Yeah, like, ooh, presents. Presents, exactly. Like, come on now. None of your kids were good enough to receive gifts. And you as a kid were not good enough to receive gifts. But, you know, just out of the grace of your parents or your grandparents or your aunt and uncles or whoever, you receive something that you didn't deserve. Mi madre. Tu madre. Yeah. So um, one of the one of the famous passages that really pushes grace alone is Ephesians chapter two verses one through ten. Now it's all ten verses. Usually people just go right to eight and nine, but listen to all ten of these verses. All right, go ahead because it really paints the picture pretty clearly. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. This paints the picture of us being dead, yeah, powerless, depraved, and God is the one who loved us, who was rich in mercy, who made us alive and raised us up mm. and seated us with Christ so that we would understand the riches of his grace. By grace we're saved and not by our own works or efforts or anything else. I mean, that's that's a... That's a beautiful passage yeah. of scripture that that highlights grace alone. Yeah, I mean, I, I also think of uh, Titus three, right, uh, verse mm-hmm. five. Uh, he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I mean, right. And I, I love that according to his own mercy, mm-hmm. right? So when we talk about grace and mercy, we're talking about grace as receiving this undeserved gift. Whereas mercy is not receiving something that we do deserve. Judgment. We deserve the judgment of God. We deserve the wrath of God. And yet God, being merciful, withholds that and does not give us what we justly deserve. Instead, he just lays the grace on thick. Oh, yeah. Just... I mean, I think that's why even in Scripture you see, like, Peter and these other, other individuals as they, they recognize Jesus for yeah. who he is. Right. What do they say? Depart from me, O Lord. Yeah. Have mercy upon me, the yeah. sitter. Yeah. Right? Like, they understood, I, I am standing in the presence of God, and I, I am unholy, unjust, and I deserve to die. Like, you know, like, yeah. the, like it's just, just that understanding. And so here... This, just the grace of God. He saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. Yep. It's only a gift of he God. He makes us new. He makes us clean. He makes yeah. us alive. That's just, that's what grace is. It's unilateral, right? It's, oh, yeah. it's it is, it is monergistic in mm. that sense. Um, and then one other one that, uh, that I was thinking about is Romans 6, 23. Uh, you guys know this, for the wages of sin is death. But the free gift, circle that, circle those two words, but the free gift of God is eternal life 
in Christ Jesus our Lord. Listen, when we're told that our salvation, that eternal life, right, the knowledge of God, reconciliation to God is a free gift, doubling down on the gift idea, it's free. It's a free gift. Yeah. In what sense are you given a free gift that you can have only if you are um, good enough to keep it? Like it's like we, yeah, but, gonna, yeah, but, then, but it can't. It's, it's not a not gift. A gift then. It's not a no. gift. Yeah. It'd be uh, like saying to your kid, uh, "I'm going to give you this gift of a twenty after you mow the lawn." That's not really a gift, no, because no, you're, you're, you're expected. You're, you've you're, earned you're, it, you're, you're, and that's where the wages for yeah. the wages of sin, the credit to you your earn. account. You yeah. earned this. Yeah, you want to earn? You want to earn it? You get hell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And so that's just it. So that's where that it's 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 free. Okay. It's given. I know we're we're hitting that hard, but I think that's important because we struggle with it, right? We're we're talking. I mean, we're going over this stuff again and again because we're, this is the essence of the gospel. Yeah, um, this is what saves the preaching that Christ alone died for sinners, uh, takes away our sin, gives us His righteousness, grants us eternal life. We have the knowledge of God. All of that is a free gift that you cannot earn, uh, and once given, you cannot lose. Um, Okay, great. My wife, Once saved, always saved. My wife just texted me. She said, "Oh, it was it was chicken and some kind of a sauce." Oh, it was your favorite uh, with rice and peas. Oh, that's oh, yeah. your you know favorite. What? I don't like peas, so I'm glad I don't want to eat. Oh that. yeah. Mm. yeah, beef shack. Yeah, I think I'll I'll stop somewhere. Um, <laughs> all right. So what is what is all of this like? Who cares? Like, let's just make this as practical as we can here. Um, okay. You know, sola gratia, grace alone. We're standing against uh, you know works and grace plus works as a means of salvation. We see it all over the place. Um, who, who cares? What do we, what do we need to start taking away from this on a personal level? Well, we need to know that our works are powerless to save. Yeah. And I think there's, you know, I think that's important for us to, to understand. I think, I think people agree with that. I think people would say, no, 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 I'm, I don't believe that. But I think functionally we do. Right. Right. And unintentionally we do. And I think, uh, once we really start to hit that, that our works are powerless to save, there's freedom. Yeah. There's freedom in 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 believing and trusting and knowing we'll be talking more about trusting later when we talk about faith um that it's that i don't add anything to my salvation because if right. i could add it could i not subtract from it i mean yeah. that's that's the way at least i would i would be thinking in my head right yeah yeah it is um your good works all right um the only thing that they can really do is vindicate your faith in that they testify to the ra- reality yeah. Uh, of of your faith that being genuine. So uh, while your works can vindicate your faith, they cannot justify your soul, um, which is good because you will struggle with sin. You will fail miserably. You yeah. will fall hard. And when you do, what are you going to think? I can't approach God right now until I start doing better. I can't pray now until I start doing better. God's not going to love me or accept me now uh, until I, I make this right. That is, that is a denial of sola gratia. Yeah, I mean, I think... At least I, when I hear you say that, I think how often I deny it then, you know, like when I struggle or when I sin, it's it becomes difficult for me to even like, I don't I kind of don't even want to pray at that time because I'm so ashamed of yeah. my sin. And um, yeah, I, we feel I, we're so guilty. We're so guilty to it. And it's like we make our like, I'm going to make myself feel even more guilty once I, I feel guilty enough. And I think that's I think that's one of the things. And now it's going to sound really bad. It's one of the almost comforts I had uh, when when I was part of the Roman Catholic Church was uh, like I felt guilty and I felt like I deserved that guilt 
And so when you would go to confession and then afterwards you had to, you know, I did my 10 Hail Marys and five Our Fathers. There felt like there was a, like a completion, right? Like I, I've taken this from start to finish and I'm just going to repeat the cycle over and over and over and over again. And I think for some of us, there's, there's comfort in the guilt. Does that make sense? I don't know if that's yeah. making sense out loud. Like yeah, I know. Yeah. That. Some, some people like will wallow in guilt yes. as a form of penance. That's it. Like Thank I'm going to make myself feel like a total scum. Cause if I don't loser. feel bad, do I really care? You know what I mean? Right. And listen, we should, we should be convicted. We should. And that's the important But that part. should lead us to Christ and assurance. Exactly. So. And so that's where that freedom comes in. Um, All right. So th- th- that's important to know, right? Fundamentally, like you yeah. need to know that your works are powerless to save you and your sins are powerless to damn you if you have been justified by Christ. So then what should it do in us then? Like, well, okay. how, how, how should this, this doctrine really kind of impact us personally? Okay, so the first thing that I think about is when I think of sola gratia, it should produce in me humility. Um, it should produce in me I would say uh, simultaneously it should produce in me humility and praise, like mm. like a humble, passionate praise. You know, like I've been rescued. I, I've been redeemed. I, I had nothing to do with it. I threw myself uh, into the water. I hit my head on the rock. I drowned. It was dead. And God reached down and pulled me out and resuscitated me and gave me life. Um, and that just leads to, the, well, I'm humble. I couldn't do this. I couldn't save myself. You saved me. And But passionate praise, I want to sing. I want to rejoice. Like, I've been listening to the um, Humble Beast album, Worthy, uh, over and over and over again. And I'll be honest, when I listen to it, um, it, it actually makes me lift my eyes up. And there's that section of the line, uh, lift up your eyes. It's one of those lines in there. And, but I actually do it. And then I, I start to pray and it, it, it inspires the album. So focuses on Christ and on the grace of Christ that it, it produces in me joyful song. Um, so I think, yeah, I, grace alone, humble, passionate praise. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. What about you? I mean, I think for me, uh, this, this doctrine should, uh, lead to thankfulness. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. it should lead to this, this, uh, this understanding, um, that if it wasn't for the, the supernatural, the, the divine intervening of God on mm-hmm. our behalf, uh, we would be damned in our sins. Right. Right. And I mean, uh, it should then, this gratitude should lead to godliness then. Yeah, totally. Right. Um, it should, it should manifest itself in, in, Living for God, seeking after Him, worshiping Him, praising Him, and, right? not, and it's and it's not to earn anything. No, you've no, already got everything. It's, it's in response yeah, to it's, right. It's a and it's, it's joyful fruit. response. It's it's fruit uh, of our relationship with God. It's fruit of our thankfulness. It's fruit of our gratitude um, for what He has done. And that that which only He could do, and that which He gave. You know what gratitude does? Calvin writes about this gratitude. It. It, when it has its work in your heart, it makes you cherish the things that you're thankful for. You take them seriously. Yeah. You don't mistreat them. You don't abuse them. You don't neglect them. And if you see that with your kids, too. Are you telling right. them, like, I'm not going to get you. Why would I get you this? You can't even take care of what you got. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> I am I wrong? I, I thought you were going to say that you're so thankful for your kids, you take good care oh. of them. But no. You're, oh, you're, yeah, yeah. No, no. Okay. Yes. I, I love you, Cohen. I love Ariana. You're such a treasure. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... Um, I, I love that idea. The gratitude uh, for the gift 
uh, ensures that we prize it and we use it well, yeah. that we don't abuse it. Um, and that applies to everything, but it certainly applies here. I, th I think you're right. I think that um, Sola Gratia should also make us earnest evangelists yeah. because we're not selling anything. I'm not asking anybody to buy anything. I'm not asking yeah. anybody to to purchase. To, like I get to say, listen, you you are dead and damned. You you are condemned, and your only hope is to be forgiven. Your only hope is to be pardoned. Your only hope is for God to have mercy on you. Now, we see his mercy. He's made his mercy known. Jesus has died on the cross for sinners. He has paid the penalty for our transgressions. And so if, if you look to him, what you'll find is, is the, the very grace that you need. And so we get to offer people this gift, right? Yeah. So we, we paint this picture. We say, listen, God loves sinners. He sent his son to die. Um, you, if you believe in him, if you receive this gift by faith, you will be saved. So it's an invitation for people to receive something that's not just beyond our full comprehension or explanation, but but something that is more important than anything else that they had ever considered prior. Yeah. And there will nothing be more important to it after. So I, th I think it should make us earnest evangelists. Uh, and I, I, I like what you're saying about godliness because too many people think about godliness as a means of paying God back. Yeah. Or um, I remember there was this patch that I saw a guy wearing when I was a new Christian. He died for me, so I will live for him. And, and I get what he's saying, but it's like, yeah. you know, it's... Sounds a little bit like payback, uh, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I, 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 th I would rather it say like he died for me so that I could live for him. <laughs> you know, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. might be a little bit more accurate. And then, um, you know, praise a redeemed people, a forgiven people, they're happy. When you've been, when you are forgiven, you're hum because you've sinned. You are humbled, but you are happy. Now yeah. you're not foolishly giddy. Right, because you've been like, whoa, I, I'm, I'm a real sinner. I was close, but you were, you're relieved, you're happy, you are joyful. And, and I mean, if you're happy and you know it, Jared, wait, that's a Jared Wilson quote, right? Yeah, you clap if your hands. If you're happy and you know it, clap, clap your, your hands. hands. <laughs> Thanks, Jared. <laughs> We'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head on the website doctrinedevotion.com. There you can sign up for our email blast. You can contact us. Or you can hit up the store and register for the 2018 Doctrine of Motion Conference on the Spirit and the Church. Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog posts on Wednesdays. Video <laughs> content on Fridays. Later. <laughs> I'm proud of you.